I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks for downloading the John Contreras Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Hour number two, Coach John Kinter with you to uh, 3 o'clock. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends at the Eric Paredes Save a Life Foundation. Did you know that sudden cardiac arrest is the number one killer of student-athletes? Register to screen your teen on October 6th at epsavealife.org slash the fan. And thanks again to the Eric Paredes Save a Life Foundation for being a sponsor of the uh, program. We're going to get into uh, talking about the Aztecs right now. And... Uh, you know, tomorrow night going to be a big night for the Aztecs, to say the least. Uh, Utah State coming in here. Utah State uh, coming off a bye. Uh, Utah State right now 1-1. One and one. Uh, They uh, lost at Wake Forest 38-35. to And then at home they drilled uh, Stony Brook uh, 62-7. to Aztecs, of course, 3-0, uh, and uh, coming off that big shutout win against Weber State. Uh, the win at the Rose Bowl over UCLA. And then last Saturday night, they won down in Las Cruces against New Mexico State, 31-10. to uh, I was looking into to this series because Utah State, over the years, has had a pretty good program. Aztecs have not played them a ton. Uh, they played them uh, 13 times going into tomorrow night. But kind of interesting note, Aztecs lead the series 12-1 to against uh, Utah State. Uh, the current streak, the Aztecs have won the last 10 against the Aggies. Last time the two teams played was October 28th, back in 2016. Aztecs won that day, uh, 40 to 13. And the last time the two teams played in San Diego uh, was back on October 23rd, 2015. Aztecs won that matchup, 48 to 14. And uh, the only time Utah State has beaten San Diego State, you have to go back to November 25th, 1967. Uh, they beat the Aztecs here in San Diego, 31-25. to But tomorrow night, Utah State, under head coach Gary Anderson, bringing in a very formidable opponent for Aztecs. And earlier this week, Rocky Long talked about Utah State and about Utah State coming off a of bye week. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think everybody's different off a of bye week. You're obviously going to be healthier because any nicks and bruises, they've all been healed. You're going to be uh, quicker and faster because you'll be refreshed. Um, the coaches have an extra week to prepare their game plan, so their game plan will probably be excellent. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you advantages you get from a bye week. You know, all week long, and uh, I don't recall ever seeing Jordan Love uh, play, this quarterback for Utah State. I've seen his box scores, and I've seen, you know, in the Sunday paper what he's done. This guy right now is only a junior putting together a tremendous uh, uh, year. And I don't know. He could be one of these guys. We'll see where it goes. But he's one of these guys that could end up leaving after his junior year. He's that good. 
But, again, uh, he's coming in tomorrow night with uh, high uh, acclaim. And here's Rocky Long talking about Jordan Love and what he brings to the table. Well, he's a big, strong guy that uh, can do things with his feet, but he doesn't usually have to. He's got a great accuracy, but it doesn't. It looks like he throws effortlessly. And he just kind of flicks the ball, and he completes the ball 50 yards down the field. So he's a very talented young man that, that played really well last year and has started off playing really well so far this year, too. And Rocky uh, continued the praise of Jordan uh, Love, uh, talking about how he uh, compares him a lot to Josh Allen, the former Wyoming quarterback, now the starter with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he's very similar to Josh Allen. I think that he's a big, strong guy, and Josh Allen can run with it if he has to, but normally he didn't have to because he was completing passes. And uh, he's, he's very similar to that. He's a big, strong guy that if he has to run, he can run. And he can run you over, and he can make you miss, and he can put it in the end zone. But most of the time, he doesn't have to run because he's able to read the coverage, and he's throwing the ball on time before the pressure can get there, and he's very accurate with it. Now, Josh Allen, to me, looked like he wound up and threw it and had a gigantic arm, could probably throw it 100 yards. This guy, he, 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 he kind of flicks the ball. It doesn't look like it's any effort whatsoever for him to throw a pass. And guess what? It's most of the time it's on, it's on target, and it gets there awful fast, and he can be going to his left and throw a 60-yard pass back to his right. He did it several times in the last two games. So he's obviously an NFL guy. I think a very high draft choice in the NFL. Anytime you have an NFL quarterback on your team, guess what? You're pretty darn good on offense. Oh, listening to Rocky, it sounds like uh, Jordan Love can walk on water as well. Uh, it's going to be an interesting ball game uh, tomorrow night. And again, the Aztecs, their defenses look great. I mean, Weber State, yeah, they held Weber State to no points. Weber State ran one offensive play on the Aztec side of the field that night. They look great against Dorian Thompson Robinson up there at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. UCLA may win one or two games. I mean, I was looking at the schedule the other day. UCLA. Their, their only opportunity, I think, unless somebody just rolls over and has a bad night, the only game uh, UCLA uh, realistically should win this year is at home against Oregon State. So, you know, hey, I'll take the win because it's the first time the Aztecs have ever beaten UCLA, and I'm not going to apologize for that. And hopefully next time they play them, they beat them again. Uh, but at the end of the day, UCLA is not a great football team. And New Mexico State, who they beat last week, is not a great football team. And the Aztecs went over there and did a heck of a job winning that ball game the way they should, 31-10. Uh, to 10. But the encouraging thing in that game last week was the Aztecs ran the ball 47 times, and they started to get their running game going. Hey, let's face it. We can talk about the spread offense all we want with the Aztecs. They can spread them out, and then they can run inside the tackles. And last week, they ran those 47 times for 281 yards. They averaged six yards uh, per carry. A couple of the young guys, Jordan Bird, had a good ball game, 118 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Chance Bell, uh, another young sophomore, 116 yards and a touchdown. But we need to know more from Rocky regarding Jawan Washington. Is he going to be back? What's the status of the running back situation right now with the Aztecs? Well, number one, hopefully Jawan gets well and he can play this week and be near 100%. He's not right now. He, he practiced a little bit yesterday, but he wasn't 100%, so I don't know what he'll be like today. 
Uh, I thought going into the season that one of our deepest positions, even you guys thought one of our deepest positions on our team was running back. Thank goodness for that uh, because we've got a couple running backs hurt and we still have three healthy ones that are pretty good players. So hopefully uh, they'll continue to perform at that level so that we can run the ball and run the clock and keep their offense off the field. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow night, 735. If you're not going the game, uh, it'll be on the CBS Sports Network. Now I want to jump over here to USC a little bit because there is a football game tonight at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. I'm going to be out calling high school football. Uh, because it's a 6.30 game tonight, uh, probably won't get home in time because they're kicking off at the uh, Coliseum tonight at 6 o'clock. You know, I may get home and catch the last 10 minutes of the game. But I'm going to be watching this game very closely tonight. And if you're a USC fan, I'm sure you're watching it very closely as well because number 10 Utah coming in. Kyle Winningham, another heck of a ball uh, club uh, coming in. They're right now 3-0 on the year. they got a tough, hard-nosed defense. Their offense is good enough to penetrate that Trojan defense tonight. Uh, USC 2-1 coming off that embarrassing loss to BYU. And no disrespect to BYU, but USC, that's an embarrassing loss coming off that big win against Stanford. And I realize Stanford may not be the Stanford we thought at the beginning of the year, but nonetheless... Uh, they they beat Stanford, and they beat them up pretty good in that second half a couple of weeks ago, 45-20, to 20, and then they lay an egg in Provo last week. Uh, Trojan head coach Clay Helton, hey, I'll be honest, he's coaching for his job. He's coaching for his job. If they get beat tonight, that's not going to be good, but if they get beat bad at the Coliseum, uh, it'll be very interesting to see what direction uh, they go because, you know, coming up uh, down the road, I mean, you look at their schedule, I mean, you, you couldn't ask for a worse schedule if your job's on the line. I mean, look at this. September 28th, uh, next weekend, they got to go to Seattle and take on Washington. Then they have a bye week. And then October 12th, they go to South Bend to take on Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame, like I said, I think uh, Georgia will work Notre Dame tomorrow. I feel pretty confident Georgia will take care of business. But if you're Clay Helton, you can't worry about the game next week at Washington or the game in three weeks at South Bend. you got to win tonight because, believe me, the Wolves are out. The big money guys, the cigar-smoking guys up there are waiting for him to fail one more time after what happened last Saturday in Provo, Utah. So, interesting tonight also. you got Matt Leinert. you got uh, Reggie Bush, uh, and a whole gang of guys uh, going to be up there uh, tonight. All right, uh, we have... Uh, some breaking news. This is breaking news from 973 The Fan. Okay, breaking news on 973 The Fan is powered by radio.com sports and brought to you by Indeed. Post a job today at indeed.com slash hire. So, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, the Patriots have released Antonio Brown. Wow, Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network announcing that Antonio Brown is being released by the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick said enough is enough, and they part ways. Antonio Brown's career lasted one game with the New England Patriots. So uh, there you have it. Uh, that is uh, breaking news. 
And uh, thanks again, uh, Adam, for uh, jumping in. And again, our breaking news on 97.3 The Fan is powered by Radio.com Sports and brought to you by Indeed. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. And Antonio Brown has tweeted, thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate you at Patriots. Uh, I would imagine he's done for a while. I can't imagine any other team, Adam, uh, picking him up uh, anytime uh, soon. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. Too much trouble to deal with right now. No question about that. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to get to your phone calls. like to get your reaction. Antonio Brown just being released by the New England Patriots. You Aztec fans, I want to hear from you. You're going to the game tomorrow night. And if you're a USC fan, are you going to the game tonight? Or are you going to be watching? They're going to be interesting. Reggie Bush going to be there tonight. First time in nine years, Reggie Bush going to be in the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Matt Leinert and a guy that's been uh, mentioned Right from the day he retired as the head coach of Ohio State, Urban Meyer, he's going to be at the game tonight on the FS1 uh, sports uh, desk. So uh, interesting night, to say the least, at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Our phone number, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. We're going to 3 o'clock today. Coach John Katera, thanks for I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining me on 97.3 The Fan. 121 The Time. Reminder, uh, we got Bench the Coach coming up here at uh, 150. And, uh, you know, the other day was unbelievable. You know, uh, I'm throwing out the phone number, and people aren't calling in like at, you know, 135. We normally do it right around 150. And then all of a sudden at 147, I uh, throw out the phone number, and we have like every line known to mankind that lights up. So uh, hopefully today on a Friday, uh, we're going to uh, uh, get a, a couple of people in line and see if they can take me down on bench the coach. Today we're playing again for a four-pack of passes to the Ultra Star uh, Cinemas. And also, I want to remind everyone, coming up in the next 30 minutes, you need to listen for your name to be called, and you can give us a call back and have an opportunity to win a family four-pack of tickets to SeaWorld. You'll also be entered into a grand prize drawing for a two-night stay at the Venetian Resort in Las Vegas, including a trip to the Lagasse Stadium, the ultimate sports bar with stadium-style seating. Make sure you sign up at 97.3thefansd.com slash biggestfan to enter so uh stay by uh the radio or your radio.com app and if you hear your name called we've had a uh, good participation this week a few of our biggest fans have uh, called us up so that uh, you know they're listening to the program and we certainly appreciate that and again bench the coach coming up at 150 before i went to the last break the uh, big uh, story antonio brown uh, just uh, released according to ian rapaport from the nfl network from the new england patriots now this morning You know, there are more uh, uh, news coming out on Antonio Brown about text messages that he sent to this lady. And I'm not going to get into all of that, but uh, I... Adam? I do want to add, because you said according to Ian Rappaport, but it's official. The Patriots have released a statement as well. Yeah, and Rappaport beat him to the punch, by the way. So uh, congratulations to Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network. Uh, But the... uh, uh, Patriots, uh, they uh, they get it out there after Ian already got it out into the media. But this morning, 
And this is interesting because Belichick was under a barrage today. But you know how Bill Belichick uh, deflects things. But here's uh, Bill Belichick this morning uh, talking and, and answering questions regarding Antonio Brown and uh, allegedly harassing his accuser with text messages. No, there are questions about um, Antonio. Um, you know, we take all the situations with our team very seriously, um, and there are some things that we're looking into, but I'm not going to have any comment on any of the off-the-field um, situations or questions on that. So, As far as your work with Antonio in football, do the off-field um, accusations, allegations, complicate your ability to coach him, your feelings about him personally? Yeah, when we work on football, we work on football. Um, Coach, can you just talk a little bit about Antonio Brown's role this weekend? Uh, no, I'm not going to get into that. Bill, do you, do you expect to have Antonio available to you on Sunday? He's on our roster. Another headline today focusing on Antonio Brown. Does any of this at all affect his status with the team? Yeah, I think I've already addressed this. So we're going to get ready for the Jets here. Happy to answer any football questions, but rest of it. I'm, not, I'm done with the rest of it. Yeah, is there ever a point where some off-field stuff is not okay. enough too so, much? Yeah. That's, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Thank you. And that was Bill Belichick. And then uh, shortly after that, it comes down. Antonio Brown has been released now by the New England Patriots. I said to Adam when we had the uh, breaking news sounder, you know, I don't think anybody's going to pick this guy up. I just wonder now if he's uh, played his last down of uh, uh, football in the National Football League. I'd like to get your thoughts on that, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Coming up here at about 135 in that neighborhood, we're going to talk with uh, head coach uh, Dale Lindsay from the University of San Diego. They host Harvard tomorrow afternoon at a Torero Stadium at 1 o'clock. But right now we're going to get back to your phone calls. Jake and PB, you're next up with Coach John Cantera. On 97.3 The Fan, how are you today? I'm great, Coach. How you doing? Happy Friday to you. Hey, happy Friday to you. And uh, you want to talk a little bit about the Aztecs. A big game tomorrow night. I hope people in town realize how big a game this is, Jake. This is a huge game, Coach. This is, you know, this is a chance to really send a statement to the Antonio Mountain West Conference uh, that we're a legit football team. And, and you know, I, I hope our defense can hold up. Um. But I, I, I want to get your take on the attendance. Um, you know, I'm a student at San Diego State, and I just noticed that every game, you know, we got a lot of people that – a lot of students that pack the stadium and they pregame and, they, and, you know, they're drinking the parking lot and they're getting all fired up. And then they leave and they go home before the game even starts. I want to know, you know, how we can fix that problem, how we can get people, the younger students, invested in the team. Well, uh, you know, that's a great question, and I think that's a, a great question to ask the marketing department at San Diego State. Uh, they've obviously uh, are scratching their noodle a little bit to try to get more people to come through. You know, you go back to the Weber State game, and that was a Sky Show night, and that's a typical deal here in San Diego. You have a lot of non-football fans that come. They want their kids to see the Sky Show. They come. They uh, eat out in the parking lot. They barbecue. They have a great time. They maybe, you know, have friends or neighbors that come with them. And then uh, they migrate into the stadium in the middle of the third 
uh, quarter or maybe early fourth quarter, and they watch the Sky Show and they go home. I'm, I mean, we we're talking with someone. Uh, I guess it was Kirk Kenny a couple of weeks ago after the Weber State game, because he wrote about it in the paper. And Mark Ziegler, we had Mark on, and he talked about it. Uh, and he walked uh, through the parking lot, and there were a lot of people that just came. They wanted to watch the Sky Show, and they never actually uh, went through the turnstiles. And that's disappointing. I mean, San Diego State plays a, an outstanding brand of football, and I would certainly hope that more people would uh, at least go down and at least sample the product. If they've never been there before, at least go down and sample the product. And, you know, as far as the students, uh, that problem uh, is, has gone uh, way back uh, for many years where they go down there, they, you know, they drink their uh, six-pack, and they have a good time, and they wait for the game to go over and get back on campus and, and go to the frat parties. Yeah, it's it's just disappointing. I don't I don't know what they're what they can do. I don't know if it's the stadium, you know, if it's such an old stadium that people just it doesn't attract the kids to come in, you know. I, I just I don't know what it is or how it can be fixed. I certainly go in and I watch every game and I support, but I, I just don't know how to get others involved and, and really make it feel like a home atmosphere. Well, you know what? I'll throw that out there a little bit, Jake. Hey, uh, you go to the game, you give me a call Monday and let me know how it was out there, will you? Yeah, I will, Coach, and I hope it's it's a good phone call because I want to win. Yeah, no, I, I want to see them win. I want them to to get rolling here. I mean, they're they're sitting at three and zero right now and looking pretty good. Let's tuck in another quick call before the bottom of the hour down to South Bay. The Big Boss and the boys in the uh, warehouse today. A uh, Big Boss, welcome to ninety-seven-three. The fan, what you got for me today, Big Man? Well, Coach, man, it's good to hear from you. It's uh, weekend's coming up. A lot of big games this weekend. Um, you know, I, I'm highly worried about this Utah quarterback. I hear he's a real good gunslinger. Well, that's uh, what everybody's what telling me. Rocky Long's already putting him into the College Football Hall of Fame, I think. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this Aztecs defense. They, they show that they can come back, and, and it's going to be so interesting. Are you going to the game? Uh, right now, probably not, but it could be a game-time decision. I'll, I'll certainly watch the game, though, tomorrow night on the CBS Sports Network if I don't make it down there. Okay. Hey, Coach, I got a sports joke for you again today. All right. See if I can get the answer today. All right. So what did the, what did the Pittsburgh tight end say to the vending machine? No idea. I want my quarterback. Oh boy! I'll tell you what—you're—you're uh, you're spending way too much time on those uh, uh, jokes, my friend. Hey, big boss, have a great weekend, and uh, give me a call Monday and let me know what you thought of the Aztecs. All right. All righty. Uh, we're going to get to the bottom of the hour. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk with Dale Lindsay. Uh, well, when when Dale Lindsay was an assistant with the Chargers, and he was junior sales linebackers coach. Uh, I didn't even want to talk to this. This guy was so intense. I was afraid to go up and introduce myself to him. But I've gotten to know him a little bit over the years. He's a great guy, doing a great job as a head coach, University of San Diego. And they've got Harvard tomorrow. We're going to find out more about the 2019 Toreros when we return. Coach John Quintero going to 3 o'clock right here on 97.3 The Fan. Welcome back, Coach John Cantero with you until uh, 3 o'clock, and then I'll uh, turn you over to uh, Gwen and Chris. They'll uh, have you up until the Padre pregame show at 6.10. First pitch tonight will be at 7.10 out there at Petco Park. Well, I've been telling you earlier, uh, USD, uh, after a little bit of a slow start right now, they've played two scholarship programs. 
Uh, they're taking on Harvard tomorrow. It'll be Harvard's first game of the year out of Torero Stadium. Uh, the Torero's coming off a bye week. They'll take on uh, the Crimson of uh, Harvard at 1 o'clock tomorrow at Torero Stadium. And it's hard for me to believe that it's already his seventh year as the head coach of the USD Toreros. And he's had a great run to this point, five conference titles, and uh, just done an incredible job. Dale Lindsay joins us on 97.3 The Fan. Coach Lindsay, how are you today? Very good, thank you. Uh, great to have you on. Uh, uh, I would imagine uh, you guys uh, uh, had uh, a pretty good uh, work week this week, uh, coming off uh, now two weeks uh, since you played your last game. Uh, what were some of the things that you tried to focus on uh, after a little bit of a slow start for you guys? Well, this week we only concentrated on Harvard. Last week, when we had a bye week, we uh, focused on trying to straighten out the uh, missed tackles and the slow start in each game. We've uh, come out of the last two games not playing very fast or very accurate in the first uh, 15 minutes, and we we look up and we're down 14 nothing. So we try to correct that with a, a little energy, and uh, the tackling will take care of itself. That's that, that I think we worked on good, and we just try to find out what we're not doing well and, and fix it while we had a chance. Dale, uh, it's hard to believe uh, it's already seven years. You're in your seventh season. You got a record of 55 and 18 right now. Five conference titles. You're 38 and two in the uh, PFL, the Pioneer uh, Football League. You've been a, a two-time uh, coach of the year, and uh, I would imagine you probably thought you were never going to be a, a head coach at any level, didn't you? Well, I've been a head coach at the high school level and enjoyed it quite a bit, but. Yeah, there was a point for the higher levels. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. And you've come to to live with it and just realize that the job you have is the most important one. Do the best you can there and just see what happens. And uh, luckily for me, this thing fell in my lap. And uh, I've had some to work. I've, I had a chance to work with some really good coaches, some great players, and they've made it all nice and easy. We're visiting with Dale Lindsay, the head football coach, University of San Diego, our guest here on 97.3, the fan. Uh, you got Harvard coming in. What can you tell us about Harvard? Uh, uh, they're going to be playing their first game of the year. Well, we've played the last few years their first game of the year, and they are well coached. They have a ton of talent, and they play the whole game. They are a real matchup. In fact, they may have been – as good a team as we've seen, including the scholarship schools, the last two years. And uh, they're always a hard matchup for us. And uh, they've got the size, the speed. And, and I think the, the head coach there has done a great job of uh, assembling talent. And he continues to replace it each year. And so we will have our hands full with Harvard here on you know, I want to ask you a little bit about playing the, the scholarship schools because, I mean, you guys are 0-2 right now, but for the fans out there, you don't give scholarships at, at USD, but you're going out and playing scholarship programs, and you've beaten scholarship programs in the past, but you lost the first game in a wild one, 52-34, up at Cal Poly, and then you lost a couple of weeks ago against UC Davis, 38-35, uh, uh, fumbled right there at the goal line late in the ball game. could have won that ball game. But how about as far as the scheduling philosophy? If you guys just wanted to go out and try to test your team just a little bit more to so when you do get to the playoffs, you've already played teams like that? That would be fine if we 
played Little Sisters of the Poor <laughs> and they could only play with 10 girls, they'd be happy with us. But, uh, no, we do play up. We have done that every year I've been here, even when I worked for Ron Carragher. We were always playing schools with scholarships. And uh, I can recall my first year here with Ron, we played UC Davis the last game of the year. And as they warmed up, I thought, we're going to get beat for 40 points. And somehow we won that game. And uh, the odds are stacked against us when we do that because right away we're 62 scholarships down. We recruit the same players that, that they wind up with, and we generally lose them over the financial aid that, that they're able to give. But uh, the school, I mean, we're trying to find some games that are close by where we don't have to go from one coast to the other to play. And it's Journey Davis and Polly, the schools in the in the big sky. And so uh, we just, you know, I always liked uh, Pat Hill's motto when he was at uh, Fresno State, was he'd play anybody, any place, anywhere, anytime. And so we're sort of the same way. We'll take you on. We don't mind. <laughs> we're visiting with Dale Lindsay, the head football coach, University of San Diego, again uh, tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock at Torero Stadium. They're playing host to uh, Harvard University. Uh, wanted to ask you about your fifth-year senior quarterback, uh, Reed uh, Sinnott. Uh, here, here's a guy that uh, has sat behind Anthony Lawrence, who uh, set every record known to mankind in a Torero uniform. Uh, Anthony now uh, is uh, playing over uh, professionally in Japan. Talk a little bit about uh, Reed's first couple of starts. Well, I think Reed has done a good job answering the bell. Uh, he is, of all the players on our team, I admire him the most because I've said this before, at any point in the last four years, Reed could have seen the handwriting on the wall with Anthony here. He could have transferred out. He's from Des Moines, Iowa. I'm sure that he would have been the starter at Drake. He could have been home with his mom and dad. And he chose the high road. He stayed here. He got out, never griped, never said one word about it came in, worked out, practiced hard every day. He was always ready when he got his chance. And I think he's done a, a commendable job here in his first two games. And I think he will continue to get better because uh, I think as most people know, the more you play, the more you know how to play. And uh, doing it on Xbox or sitting on the sideline, it's not the same as actually going out and doing it. And being the guy as opposed to being the backup it's a different role, too, and I think he'll grow into that one, too. Hey, Dale, uh, you brought up an interesting point on Reed. He, he stuck it out, and we're seeing, you know, at all levels of athletics and, and all the different sports, when a guy comes in as a freshman or sophomore, boy, if he's not a first stringer by then, he thinks he's been done wrong by everybody in the program and the head coach, the coordinator, who whatever sport it is, and, and they want to move on. Have you noticed that? Uh, and I know you guys get a little bit different breed of athlete at U.S but have you noticed where, where players come in and if they don't get uh, immediate gratification, they want to move on now? Yeah, I see that everywhere. Everybody wants to, uh, if I'm not going to get to play, well, I'm just going to take my ball and go home. And, uh, I think they create a bad animal with that. I'll just go in the transfer portal and go somewhere else. And I follow that. And I see some guys that, that will uh, transfer to another school and they don't stay at the second school because they're not the starter there either. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's it's uh, we we just create a sort of a crybaby atmosphere, and uh, that's why I admire about Reed. He never said a word ever, and uh, that has been the case with all of our guys. And and 
I think one of the reasons we've had a good program is we do have some tough-minded, hard-nosed individuals. And if you play here, you're going to pretty much be that kind of guy. And they realize uh, they take their time when their time comes. They're expected to play well. Dale Lindsay, our guest here on 97.3, the fan head coach, USD. Again, they play Harvard tomorrow at Torero Stadium at 1 o'clock. wanted to ask you about a couple of your offensive players. Now I want to get over to the defense here real quick as well. But your wide receiver, Michael Bandy, really putting together an outstanding career. Well, you know, uh, we, we tried to steal Bandy from the offense when he was a freshman. We thought he'd be a really, he'd be a really good cornerback for safety. Uh, the thing with Michael is Michael has – he maximizes his talent every day. Uh, what you see on Saturday, we see Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, it's never a short-change job with, with Bandy. He does everything 100 miles an hour the best he can. It's the only thing he knows. He is a great competitor. Uh, he's the kind of guy I think that uh, the New England Patriots would like because he, he's tough as hell and he'll go across the middle. But he reminds me of, of uh, Julian Edelman and uh, – I can't say enough good things about him. I wish we had 25 more like him, and we're going to miss him when he leaves. Dale, how about your tight end, your sophomore? I mean, it sounds like this guy down the road's got a chance to maybe do something really special, and that's Dalton Kincaid. He's off to a great start this year. Well, he's a fantastic receiving tight end, and when he uh, completes the transition into blocking and receiving, There'll be a lot of people who knows him because he he uh, is a little bit like Ross Dwelly, maybe faster, but has fantastic hands. He's a great competitor for the ball, and we're very lucky to for him to have fallen in our lap. I mean, uh, we we uh, had great success with him last year, and he's off to a great start this year. And hopefully, we can uh, feed him the ball. I think an offense that has a tight end and a wide receiver is very, very hard to defend. Dale Lindsay, our guest today here on 97.3 The Fan. Again, Toreros play tomorrow afternoon, 1 uh, o'clock, against uh, Harvard University. Should be a great matchup. Dale, uh, defensively, you've had a couple of weeks to kind of work out a few of the kinks from the uh, first couple of games. How do you feel about this defense going into that ballgame tomorrow? Well, uh, we've asked them to try tackling. It it really worked well (laughs) for winning the game. And so far, we have uh, treated it like a, a disease, and we're really uh, not. We're not pleased with the defense because we have spotted the opposing team 14 points in the first quarter, and then come back and played really well, well enough to win ball games. But the defense has not played, and that's what we've done around here. And I'm not happy at all. And we're going. We are constantly working, trying to figure it out. If we can get our defense to play, uh, we think our offense does well enough. We don't want to get into a shootout every week because the offense is not going to put up 35, 38 points consistently. The other guy is going to have a good defense, and so we would like to straighten that out. We hope that we got most of our problems taken care of last week and that our defense will show up and be a little bit more stout against Harvard than they were the previous two games. 
Yeah, I'll let you get out of here on this one. I was telling the listening audience, uh, I was covering the Chargers back in 94 when you were the linebackers coach and you guys got to the Super Bowl. You were the AFC champs, that great day in Pittsburgh. But I wanted you to just talk a little bit about what it was like to coach Junior Seau because there's so many people out there that love Junior Seau and uh, you you were a big part of his uh, NFL career because I know how much he thought of you. Well, I think we needed to set the record straight. Junior coached me. And, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I've been fortunate enough to have two Hall of Fame players, and Junior being one, Brian Urlacher the other. And those guys have uh, DNA the rest of us will never, ever dream of having. But the, the key difference is these guys work harder than every on the field. It means more to them than most everybody on the field. And that's why you see the level of play uh, is is into the stratosphere over everybody else that they play with. I, I can't think uh, of anything a junior couldn't do, or a matter, matter of fact, that Brian couldn't do. And or you just ask them, they're like, uh, how about you line up over the ball but cover the wide out over here in a 50-yard route? No problem, Coach. I got it. <laughs> And these guys, not only do they think they can do it, they can do it. And uh, it was uh, such a pleasure to have Junior. I don't think there's a, a nicer guy walking around. Uh, and, and somebody, what a lot of the folks don't know, that he used to come into my office about an hour before the team ever assembled, and he'd make me get up out of my desk. And he'd ta- overtake my computer, and he'd start studying the other guy. He'd be in there. If we were meeting at 10 o'clock, he was there at 9 o'clock. And uh, just a fantastic, he was a fantastic guy off the field and on the field. I, I, I miss him every day. I wish he was still around to be here with us. Hey, Dale, thank you so much. Good luck tomorrow against Harvard, and we'll look forward to doing this again. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Dale Lindsay, the head football coach, University of San Diego. Some uh, good stuff there regarding uh, Junior Seau, and uh, also he mentioned how he coached Brian Erlacher as well. Hey, want to remind everyone, if you missed it earlier, the big announcement around National Football League today, Antonio Brown released by the New England Patriots. There were more information that came out regarding uh, text messages uh, from Antonio Brown to Brittany Taylor, and uh, uh, Patriots said enough is enough. They've released him within the last hour. Right now, let's get to Bench the Coach. It's time to test your San Diego sports knowledge and see if you have what it takes to try and bench the coach on 97.3 The Fan. Coach, we've got Mike in San Diego today. You want to tell him what he's playing for? Uh, Mike, uh, first of all, great to have you on the air. Thanks for being a part of Bench the Coach. And uh, if you take me down today, you're going to win a four-pack of passes to the Ultra Star Cinemas. Awesome. <laughs> all right, Coach. Strikeouts have been an issue all season for the Padres. Last night, they struck out 16 times. We've been talking about it throughout the show. Today, I'm asking you to name the top five leaders in strikeouts for the Padres. We'll go back and forth one at a time with you and Mike. First one to three wins. Mike, name someone in the top five leading the Padres in strikeouts this season. Are you talking about offensive batters? Yeah, batters. I'm going to go with. Hmm. Need an answer here, Mike. 
Ken Caminetti. I'm sorry, we're talking about for this season. For this season only. Oh, for this season. Oh, that's easy. Uh, <laughs> Name just Osmer. about anybody. <laughs> yeah, Osmer. He struck out over 150 times. 149 to be exact, number two on the team. Uh, I would say Manny Machado. Fourth on the team at 123. Back to you, uh, Mike. Will Myers. Will Myers. Number one leads the team in limited at bats, 162 for Will Myers. Lined out to the catcher 162 times, huh? How about Hunter Renfro? trying to give away this uh this these uh movie tickets today. come on mike you you can win it right here third with 146 oh, mr swing and miss with the men on base austin hedges not the correct answer really got one more here for you coach uh number five on the team oh let me uh let me think here let me go around the diamond a little bit uh we've already got uh could it be a guy that got traded too? Sure, if he's if he still leads the team. Uh, I'd say Fran Mill Reyes. Okay, Mike, back to Mike. Uh, let's see, Fernando Tatis. El Nino, for the win. Oh yeah. You know he's what? A lot of games, and he's still number five on the team. Yeah, that's not. I'm not happy to hear that. I'm not happy to hear that at all, but hey, Mike, congratulations. We're going to get you those uh, four uh, passes to the Ultra Star Cinemas. Good job today, and I uh, hope you feel good about yourself going into the weekend. I do now. I love the movies. Great. Well, hey, Mike, thanks so much for being a part of Bench the Coach. Thank you. That's a wrap. The coach has been benched for now on 97.3 The Fan. Well, I can tell you, that's a negative for me. I don't want to hear that Fernando Tatis uh, is uh, fifth on the ball club considering he's missed over 50 games this year. He's human. This proves he's human. Yeah, you, would you like to give us, uh, do you have him in order there? Do you have him in order? Top to bottom? Uh, I, I know Hosmer. I, yeah. cause I actually looked at Hosmer's this morning and realized he struck out 149 so the times. Top, so the top five is Will Myers at 162, Hosmer at 149, Renfro at 146. Then there's a little bit of a gap there. Manny Machado at 123. And then Fernando Tatis, 110. Hey, how many times has Austin Hedges struck out? Do you have that? I don't have that number, but I know he was next on the list. Okay, well, I know he struck out uh, uh, double of what he's got hits this year. He's got 55 hits on the year. Hey, by the way, uh, Nate Smitty. Nate uh, Smitty, you're our biggest fan today. You have 10 minutes to give us a call back. At 833-288-0973 to win a family four-pack of tickets to uh, SeaWorld. You'll also be entered to win our grand prize, a two-night stay at the Venetian Resort Las Vegas, including a trip to the Lagasse Sports Bar, a restaurant with stadium-style seating, featuring elevated game-time classics and gourmet options from Emerald Lagasse. Make sure to sign up at 97.3thefansd.com slash biggest fan to win. Nate Smitty, you've got uh, 10 minutes right now to give us a call at 833-288-0973. Thanks again to uh, Dale Lindsay, uh, head coach at USD. Uh, I did the USD games for a couple of years, 
And I got to tell you, it's a lot of fun. You go out there, uh, the crowd's into it. Uh, they normally get, you know, five, 6,000. Tomorrow, I imagine, will be pretty much packed with Harvard coming in. Uh, but if you get an opportunity, go down there, support the Toreros, that kickoff against Harvard tomorrow at 1 o'clock. When we come back in hour number three, we're going to get back to your phone calls. We're going to talk more about Antonio Brown. Do you think he has played his last down in the National Football League? I want to hear from you. We're going to 3 o'clock in the Gwen and Chris program today, right here on 97.3 The Fan. Thanks for downloading the John Quintero Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the Radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 